Good morning. We had a this week. We had a was a special date, a holiday not for necessarily for Ireland, but anybody could tell me what was besides Black Friday. Romanian <laughs> independence. Well, that was one. That's one. Yes, the first, and uh, maybe uh, another one that was close. This week or yes. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay, so uh, I will. I will refer. I don't want to go over that. I want to refer this message to not necessarily to the uh, not only to the American uh, uh, culture um, holiday, but uh, to giving thanks. I don't want to pass this uh, this subject. Now uh, we know of the of the Thanksgiving Day that was instituted in America and was the colonists that took a time to remember God's care for the for them in that specific year which has been which was a bad year or a difficult year for their uh, for the colonists to settle and they felt God helping them and um, that's when they instituted this uh, this day and uh, it's one of the good good things that we can learn from uh, from American holidays, but this they weren't the first to think of that. Now, uh, and it wasn't a new idea. Actually, God gave instituted in Israel uh, three basic or uh, three uh, major holidays for for the Israelites to keep every every year, and one of them was the Passover. Uh, the other one was the Feast of Weeks, and another one is the Feast of Booths. And I'll just read uh, from the Deuteronomy uh, verse 16. It says in, um, in chapter 16, verse 13 says, "You shall keep the Feast of Booths seven days, when you are you have gathered in the produce from the thresh threshing floor in your uh, wine press." And then says, you shall rejoice in your feast. Then in verse 17, For seven days you shall keep the feast of the Lord your God at the place that the Lord will choose, because the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce and in all the works of your hands, you, uh, so that you will be altogether joyful. So this is actually the, the feast of the Israelites, uh, instituted by God when they had to gather all the produce of their of their fields and think of God's care throughout the year and they are still doing it and I saw recently I was in one of the news saw a picture of uh, uh, Israelites in this day or uh, our age in in this times in this year they gather in a in a tent maybe some on their yard in front of, or behind the house and they eat there, they sleep there and it's a feast still kept so uh, this God instituted this time for the Israelites to remember each, each year of God's hand on them and their blessings and uh, I want to read thinking of God's uh, thinking of uh, God's blessing I want to read from uh, chapter 8 of Deuteronomy when God remembers them they are about to enter uh, the promised land 
And God is talking to them through Moses. He's talking to them and He says, I want you to remember because you're going to enter a country that I gave you. But I want to remember something, you to remember some things. And uh, this is for us to, to, to think and think back on our lives. What has, gone, what has uh, God done in our lives and for what purpose? And could we be thankful for everything? For everything that God included in our lives. Now, uh, there are some bad things that happen to us. We, we, our standards, we say they're bad. And they're uh, painful. And there's some good things that happen to our lives. Can we be thankful for all of them that have happened in our lives? And I'll read uh, from chapter 8. It says like that, verse 2. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that He might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep His commandments or not. As He humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your father know, that He uh, might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in His ways and by fearing Him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, a fountain and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, uh, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olives, trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can be copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good hand He has given you. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments and His rules and His statutes, which I commend to you today. They are about to go in and to be blessed. And to be blessed with a land that they never had, and with possessions, and experience the good hand of the Lord. But He wants them to remember the wilderness, which wasn't a pleasant time. He wants them to remember and to be thankful of the times of, the, of hunger, when they were in the wilderness. Now, they were there 40 years, and we remember that they were there uh, more than God intended because of their sin. But God used that time, and He called it a time of hunger. He used that time to build and to work on their character. Now, can we be thankful for times like that when we pass hunger? Can we be, thank God and see anything positive from times when we go through hunger? I want one of the boys, uh, I think uh, AJ, has a verse to read from Romans. And let's see... One talking about uh, time of need, and he didn't 
past those times because of a sin. Let's see what uh, what uh, Paul has to say. And not only that, but also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance, and perseverance character and character hope. Mm-hmm. So. He was talking there, we can be glad of the future that God has in store for us, but not only that, we can be, we can be glad, rejoice in the, temp, uh, in the tests that God has for us, because they're intended to produce something in us, to produce character. Uh, that's the only way character can be produced, by test. Um, I have another verse that says the same, James 1 12. Let's hear that one. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for they will be approved, which will receive the command of life. The Lord has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the one that stay, remains in the test, endures. Now, the, the word here, I remember this from the Bible College, is one of the words that uh, I don't know Greek, but one of the words that stuck in my mind. Uh, I, uh, they, were, they were saying the Greek word would be upomone, means to remain under. So you're under a, uh, the, stra- the strong hand of God, you are not to go out. The first thing you, we want to do is to escape. We know God is testing, we, we know God put us there, and the first thing we would want to do is go out because we feel the pressure. Get Escape the situation. But God says no. I put you in a test, and I don't want you to flee. I want you to endure. Because that pressure is there to produce character. Without this test, character cannot be produced. These people were in hunger. And without feeling the hunger, they would have, known, would have never known the manna. Nobody else knew it, because they were in the test. When God put them in this test, they were able to discover how God can provide out of heaven a bread special, has all the nutrients, something we don't know, but they could eat manna for years and not uh, lack any nutrients. So there was a special food God provided for those times when there was nothing else there. They could see no food uh, uh, to, to grab. There was nothing there in the desert. And God brought them there so they could experience the food that He has for them. Now, we see this. Uh, it says here, I took you I took in the wilderness so I would humble you. See that He doesn't say, I would humiliate you. He doesn't say, I took you there to mock you, to show you how worthless you are. No. He didn't put their, uh, His people there to humiliate. He put them to humble. And that, what, what does that mean? Uh, to humble, uh, to make you aware of who you are, how little and how big God is. I was reading, um, I'm reading a, a book on Elijah by uh, Charles Swindle, and he says uh, the humbling time for the for Elijah was when he was uh, taken to the brook uh, and left there by God to be to drink uh, water from the brook and to be fed. Uh, by the birds and every day he would have to wait for the portion that the birds would take I'm not sure if it was big or small probably wasn't as big was what he needed but nothing else 
And that was the time that God provided for him to be humbled, to learn to depend on God. Uh, Charles Swindon says, I compare that time of Elijah with a, with a boot camp for the soldiers. Says He, uh, he ta- talks about his own experiences. Uh, he went to the boot camp, and the boot camp for the soldiers is nothing pleasant. You go, a lot of soldiers go there with their own ideas, with their own personalities, and they are brought there and, uh, uh, and commanded to do that and that and that and all the exercises, and they are there to be broken down mainly. They're probably good athletes, but they have to, they have to be broken down, humiliated, so they learn to depend and to listen and the order, no matter what. And by the end of, of the boot camp, after some weeks, when they've experienced some, some un, very unpleasant exercise and conditions and no sleep and hunger, they're ready for the next one. And that's how they get ready for the, for the real war. They need the boot camp to be broken down. And that's what humiliating means in this, in this verse. I took you there to break you down, to make you dependent on me. To you, so you would know that you need me and you need my words um, and to, not to humiliate you. I can remember in my own life when, uh, when I passed through probably hunger and uh, disillusion or uh, even discouragement. And it was nothing pleasant at that time. It was nothing pleasant at that time. Uh, but I can now look back and remember and see the lessons I learned from there. And though there was nothing pleasant, the joy when you see God's hand intervene and give you and uh, give you the food you need or give you the, um, the necessary things you have prayed for and see that it came out of the blue it seems nobody knew of the of your uh, of your needs nobody knew of your struggle but God came and intervened and he was special and he was special and those gifts or those uh, that help you God because of you prayed because God intervening in your life was so special and taught lessons that even though you felt hunger, you never were starving. Because God was there to provide what you needed. And these are precious lessons. And you can only learn those lessons if you go through the wilderness. There's no other place. There's no other school. This is God's school to build a character in us. And it's necessary. Isn't it... Isn't it wonderful that God is not only is not just a, uh, uh, like a parent that is, uh, cares for for you to have the basic needs, for you to have a full stomach, to have uh, 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 food in the fridge and nothing else? God is more interested. He's not interested only in, in our stomach, in our well-being. He's interested in our character. He's, in, he's interested in putting us in school, in, in tests, that He can build us up. What is He preparing us for? What is He preparing us for? For next challenges, probably. But He's preparing us for, for heaven. He wants to make us as His Son. So we have a mission, and God is he's so good to not put us aside, but to train us, to train us. And He cares for us, and He trains us. And He has a plan, and He has a purpose. Now many times we look, and we might not understand the illness that comes that strikes 
the, the, the financial problems or other problems, we might not understand. And w- the years might pass and we might not understand them still. It might take us uh, years so we, we might get to heaven and have to ask, why did you allow that? And for some other Christians, maybe not our case, but some other Christians have only experienced that. They didn't get to the good times. They probably died in the tests and, uh, and in the war. And they didn't get to experience the good times. And you say, didn't they deserve more? Like Paul, for example. We read of that. He was glad but he was glad of God's test in his life. But he never got to experience anything else. Every Everything in his life was only tests, prison, and uh, trials up to when he got to heaven. He would have deserved more, better. And he will get it. But not here. Not here. But he says here, when you look back and you remember, says God, remember that your clothing did not wear out. Remember that God was there with you every day in that wilderness. He was there as a cloud. As if you remember the story in the wilderness, He was there as a cloud to protect them from the, from the heat of the sun. He was there as a, as a fire to give them warmth in the night. He was there every day. Sometimes the boot camp can be very brutal. It's not pleasant at all. But it's the only thing that can prepare you for the war. But there is another verse that I want to read from uh, the Deuteronomy 32, verse 11. Let's see what it says. Like an eagle that strikes up its nest and hovers its young, that spreads its wings to catch them. Okay, it gives us a wonderful picture. What God is doing with His Son, with His children. He's doing what the eagle is doing. He needs to teach His youngs to fly. So He stirs up the nest. Otherwise, the, His young wouldn't have the courage to jump. Wouldn't have the courage to launch themselves. And when they start and they launch and they are thrown out, they cannot fly, but He catches them. And puts them back. And shows them that he's going to be there until they learn how to fly. And God is using this picture to show that that's how he's carrying us. He stirs up the nest sometimes. And in the boot camp, it's pretty difficult. And he puts them in some difficult situations to learn to teach us how we have to have faith. To depend and to think more than just the food or just the things we have around and to be not based on our ourselves but to be faith uh, to have faith in God that is there to take care so even though it seems difficult we can re- remember now maybe our past even though in the times that were difficult and we didn't understand and they were very painful God didn't leave us God was there every time Every moment. And you know what? It might be coming. Some other difficult times might be coming. We're not spared of that. Because God didn't abandon us. He still has to teach us. And He, st- he takes. He's interested in, not, in your character, in my character, 
He's going to put us to more tests because He wants to build our character. So I think we can be very thankful. Now, He goes on and says, but I'll put you in a land where you'll have everything. You'll have everything that is going to uh, feed you and you'll, you'll have uh, food and you'll not lack. And we can remember the good times in our lives too. And we can be thankful. Uh, we done, we've done uh, yesterday this exercise with, uh, in our family. And we remember and we said, let's remember what prayers had we for God and He answered. And we've done that. And uh, we have prayed for, and we remember we had prayed for a, for a, for a house to rent. Everybody who know who lives in Ireland knows that that's a, a big theme of prayer. Uh, so you would have where to stay. And we we prayed for with our kids for a house with a garden. And David had a comment, and he said, "God gave double, because God gave us a house with two rooms, with two bathrooms." And two kitchens. We didn't ask for that. God gave double. And we remember and we can see God. We prayed. We didn't know how. But God provided. God provided. And we enjoy it. We enjoy when see, seeing and remembering how God uh, has answered. Now, uh, we're grateful. And uh, another thing from Elijah now. Elijah stayed for three years or for some years in, in that, at that brook. But you remember what happened after, time, uh, after some time? Was so there uh, was uh, so much drought that his brook ran out of water. You know, sometimes we get accustomed to see we are so thankful for the good things that God has provided and He's provided, but it's not guaranteed it's going to last forever. No, because God has a next step for us to take. So we can enjoy what God has provided. But that doesn't mean that say, God, you have given me this. I want to hold on with everything I've got to this. Don't dare to take it out of my life because it's going to destroy. No. If God is going to take it away from us, and at some point He might, because our health won't last forever, and our finances don't last forever, and our loved ones don't last forever, God is going to take it away sometime. Because He is preparing us for the next step, for the next lesson. And we can be thankful even for that. Because, don't forget, God has in mind not just our full stomach and our, full, our well-being. He has in mind our character. Just to wrap up, uh, some thoughts. Um, we, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. To remember, to make a list of the bad times, of the difficult times. And think, what have you learned from there? What did God teach you so far out of those? We might not understand the purpose. It's never pleasant to go through wilderness, through trials. It's never pleasant. God doesn't want us to, uh, to rejoice in the sense that we enjoy it. No. We rejoice because God has a purpose. God has a purpose, and He wants to build up. God wants us to, I, I challenge you to remember the good times, and the blessings that God has given you. Uh, and the food, and the, uh, the provision, and the uh, health, and the family, and everything God has answered and given you. To some we might say, but He's given more to that person, and, or to the other person. 
God gives as He wants because, look, He's not interested in how much you have. This time of earth is not for the rewards. It's for the lessons. The rewards and the blessings are plenty in heaven. And they're stored up and they're prepared. So this time in earth is not to, um, for God to give rewards. He can, he can give us good things because He enjoys, but they're for us to teach us. To teach us. Not to rejoice and not want to go from here. And to remember that even though we might pass a good, a good time, a good season of our life, the brook of water might lose its water someday. And it's not to despair. It's not to despair. It's a sign that God has in store a new lesson and a new challenge. And let's be ready for it. Amen. Amen.